from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. What is up? Yo, what's going on? It's a solo show today. It's, uh, it is just you and me, uh, which is totally cool. Um, It'd be better if Jenny was here, but it's just me, and I've got some uh, really great things to say, so you're going to be happy you're listening, and I'm going to be happy I'm telling you. How about that? <laughs> so I hope you're having a rocking day. Um, I want to cover something that it's a consistent conversation, and at the same time, it's something nobody really wants to talk about. How's that for a, a conundrum? Um, it's the idea of healthy body image, okay? And when we're looking at the ideal visual appeal of a person's body, and I work with older, younger, male, female. Everyone comes to the table with the simplest of, uh, of hopes. And it's just, I want to lose weight. I want to look good. I want to be healthy. But there's always something deeper. There's something a little further that people would like. It's kind of like their stretch goal that nobody talks about. And those goals are influenced by knucklehead celebrities, knucklehead celebrity trainers, magazines, marketing, um, every other kind of misleading and psychologically damaging influencer that tells you that if you don't look like that person, you're unaccepted. Which is ironic because the, the population, and we've talked about this before, we're looking at a 60, 60 to 67% obese or heavily overweight population. So I don't know where this small percentage of people, this enclave of you know super lean, super fit people are able to influence the masses to the point where the masses feel like they've got nothing but an uphill battle. So what is the image? What are you pursuing? Is it realistic? And do you really want it? And for the most part, if you knew what it really took to get to what you're looking at, so let's just use uh, men's health. All right. So let's say, guys, you know, you get that issue of men's health and there's typically some jack dude. Now, if you'll notice, men's health isn't the same as muscle and fitness. Um, there's different levels of readership that looks at these magazines and you've got the juicers on the one side that will happily, you know, jam a needle in their butt the rest of their life. They're going to look a different way than men's health, which they're looking for a little bit more of a modern, slightly softer male appearance. That's by design, right? They're, they're trying to attract that type of person. The person that wants to look like that, that's who picks up that magazine. The person that wants to look like Jay Cutler, that's who picks up that magazine, and in those demographics, obviously, it's going to be smaller and smaller demographic and one than the other. Now, let's just, if we're looking just at the men's health again, and for guys, I'll talk guys, I'm just one of the most familiar with, and ladies, I'm going to talk just a little bit on the higher level because I think I have somewhat of a grasp on the female psyche as far as health and fitness, but let's just be honest, there's lots of room to grow. And to make sure that I have a better understanding, I'm always open to learning. So we're just going to touch the surface of that one. But for guys, um, when you are looking at, do I want that body image and is it even healthy for me? So anymore, we're talking body mass index. It's this, it's, um, it's the generic scale that, uh, most medical professionals use to say, Hey, look for your frame, you're carrying too much weight. And it's a great way to start the conversation. Your BMI, your BMI is too high. It's too much stress on your organs. It's too much stress on your joints. You don't have enough muscle mass to carry on that kind of weight. Ergo, you know, you got, you're showing up 30 on the BMI chart. You're obese. What's, what's conflicting about the BMI chart 
for me, um, at six foot and about 195 pounds, I'm overweight. And the chart doesn't have any columns for percentage of body fat. It just assumes if you're that tall that you're carrying around more weight than your system was designed. So even though I'm lean, BMI says, yeah, well, your joints still shouldn't carry that kind of weight and your organs still shouldn't be having to, you know, maintain and take care of that much tissue. So the BMI is not 100%. So if we're talking about am I healthy, what should I look like? So starting just from BMI as a starting point, are you overweight, are you obese, or somewhere in between? Now, from a general standpoint, I'd, I'd mentioned BMI is a nice place to begin the conversation. It always needs to work its way back over to how much body fat are you carrying? Now, for women, a healthy body fat is 20% or below. That's nowhere near the norm anymore. But uh, 10, 15 years ago, the, the norm for athletic female was about 20%. And to get it 20, it's, it's very athletic at that point. I mean, you're, you're very lean, very pronounced waist, hips, shoulders, a fair amount of tone. You're very lean. Now, to maintain that, the lifestyle, unless you've got a, meta- a metabolic um, uh, advantage, let's say uh, you're a female right now and you're 35% and you want to get to 20%. Depending on your lifestyle, your body type, um, any medical condition, the idea that you're going to pick an image and say, I want to pursue that may not be what you want, okay? Because the trade-offs for a female being anywhere near 20%, you have to plan everything. Social sacrifices have to be had, which means barbecues, alcohol, um, happy hours, all those things to maintain that level, they go away, okay? And that's the trade-off. So, There's pockets where people kill themselves Monday through Friday at the gym. They starve themselves or they don't eat or they do ridiculous meal plans and ridiculous shakes. And on the weekends, because they're not doing the extra sacrifice, they're never going to get close to that 20% image that they're looking for. Because to get there and to hold it, it it takes work. All right, And it's not impossible by any stretch. If you want it, you'll get it. Now, the other part of that is that anyone around 20% rarely eats out. And again, I'm not talking about people that have the, the metabolic advantage. You're just a hard gainer or you've just been athletic your whole life. Those, those are anomalies, okay? So we're talking about someone that needs to nutritionalize and exercise their way down from a higher number to a lower number. So people that typically exist around the 20% mark, females, you food prep a lot. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of shopping. There's very little eating out. Okay, so the, to be able to maintain that level... Are you prepared to do it? Now, once you get there, it's easy to maintain. Energy levels will stay good. You're going to sleep great. Very likely, you're going to be at high risk for any preventable diseases at 20%, which is why 20 is the ideal. Okay. Now, females, for ladies, when you get down into the, um, the 20, just sub-20, it's even more planning. Um, it's even more consistent energy. Uh, what's the word? Uh expenditure. You're going to have to actually do more targeted exercise. You're probably going to have to change up your routine just because of adaptation and muscle memory. So now you're working even harder to get just a little bit lower. And now when we're talking about 19% or lower, so I said 20, but just a little bit lower than that, somewhere 16, 19, you're now into the athletic appearance, uh, athletic conditioning. You're, um, you've got no time for social activities. You're not eating out at all. You don't drink, but you're going to look like uh, a movie star. You're going to have that body tape, uh, body type of someone that you might see on a magazine that uh, just looks like they've got it all put together. 
and in your mindset, since you've been trying hard and you're not getting anywhere close to it, you feel like a failure. So you're like, it's, I'm just, it's not going to work. So I'm going to give up. So to pursue that body type, is it something you really want? Do you have those trade-offs that you're willing to sacrifice? Are you okay saying no in the social situation? You do not eat out ever. You do work out like a monster. You pack your food even when you travel on planes. You, everything's prepped, timed, and planned. That's the lifestyle of most of the people you see in Oxygen Magazine. Anywhere around that 20%, okay? Now, for guys, it gets even worse. And for ladies, again, this, we're not even factoring in the, home, the hormone requirements, okay? If, you, if your hormones have shifted at all, or you've got anything going on that your, um, your thyroid's not functioning the way it's supposed to, your gut's not functioning the way it's supposed to, you have any type of um, digestive problems, um, and that's either from the stomach or all the way out, it's going to influence your ability to even see consistent progress to keep you in the game. So when you take that resistance and then you add all this discipline and the attempts at exercise and everything else to make it go, when it doesn't move, to look at something visually and say, it's not working, I give up, I quit, it's never going to happen. And, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that you can't do it. What I'm saying is, is it realistic? And are you happy pursuing that type of a lifestyle? Now, for guys, it gets into the same thing. When you're talking about guys that want to see six-packs, for men more than women, the social aspect and the, the meal planning and the prep, guys can exercise. Um, guys will go out and if all they had to do was run or lift or do something to sweat, it would be easy. But unfortunately, very similar to females, as hormones start to shift, and with guys, once we start dropping testosterone, the lower the testosterone gets, the higher the estrogen markers, the biomarkers will start to appear, and guys can actually become, as they get older, slightly chick-like, okay? And that's where you start holding onto body fat in weird places that you didn't used to. Um, the tricep area, the pec area, the, the typical androgen sites on the body that are normally very thin and lean skin folds, they become thicker. Um, the abdomen, the thighs, all those things start to come on because just of the hormone shift, so low T, you start seeing problems. And remember, of course, the doctor's going to tell you you're within normal range. Don't worry about it. But normal for you now means weight gain. And you don't sleep great. And you don't feel great. And because of your appearance, you don't have the confidence that you used to. So for guys, because you're, most of them don't do the planning, the prepping, um, most of them will not. I don't know many guy friends myself that are willing to sit in the middle of a social session and say, I'm not drinking right now because I want to work on my six-pack. Very few. Of course, they're out there, but the majority know. When you end up struggling, looking up the hill and realizing that the amount of work between the image you're chasing, where you are today, and then the work that has to go into it, this is meant to give you a little bit of a, um, kind of let you off the hook a little bit. Because we chase images that aren't realistic, and all those images, they don't come with disclaimers. Oh, by the way, um, Scarlett Johansson uh, never eats out. She's eating 1,100 calories a day. She does cardio two hours in the morning, two hours at night. I'm making all this up. Um, two hours in the morning, two hours at night. She has a personal trainer. She has a personal cook. She has this, this, and this. Those disclaimers aren't on those pictures. You just look at that person and say, I would love to have that body type. Or if you're a dude, you're like, oh, my gosh, that dude is jacked. He's ripped. I want, you know, It's got to come so easy. They have handmade, tailored programs. They've got people keeping them online, keeping them accountable, keeping them out of social situations where they're going to end up maybe getting tempted or pushed into the wrong direction. You don't have that. Neither do I. 
So assess your want, not just with realistic goals, but look at it and say, I'm willing to sacrifice one social setting a week where I will do something that encourages my health and my fitness versus stepping into something that's just going to keep setting me back over and over. You can't do happy hour on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then roll into the gym on Monday and be like, yeah, coach, I'm back on plan. You're nowhere near on plan, which is cool. Just you have to realign your um, your goal and you have to adjust what your body type is. Now, typically, so what we were talking about the ladies getting down to around 20% is healthy. Guys, if, if you want to see a real good six-pack, you need to be around 10 12% body fat. Um, now, once you do get low like that, the cravings and things for male and female, most cravings calm down. As long as you're nutritionalizing properly, um, you're not going to have those swings. And by nutritionalizing, the processed food is out. The artificial sugars are out. You're not dealing with the highs and lows that typical, typically heavier folks with a very poor diet, it's like schizophrenic cravings. I mean, you could be one thing one minute, something else the next, and then you start dealing with, it's not, if you ever have those moments where you feel like you're crazy, it's not you. It's the food. And the food that ends up, your cravings are up and down, which means your moods are up and down, which means your sleep is good and sometimes bad, which means... You know, your energy for working out is sometimes good, sometimes bad. Your recovery, sometimes good, sometimes bad. That all plays into how you nutritionalize, okay? I'm jumping all over the place, but there's so much that's tied into the body image. And I don't want you guys thinking, what's the point and I should just give up? I'm asking you to pick a body type that is closer to your build. So if you're short and stocky, find someone that's short and stocky that's got the, the lean amount of weight that you want. Use it as a target. Never look at somebody else and say, that's what I want to look like. You're not built like them. That's, you, you're built better. But don't look at something and gauge your success or failures based on how close you get to that person. If you're, if you're trying to compare yourself to anything, imagine skin folds. Get an idea as to the percentage of body fat. That is the safest way. That way it doesn't matter how tall you are, how stocky you are, percentage of body fat is percentage of body fat. You'll see more muscle the less you have. Um, so ladies, you want to be around 20%. That's a great target, 20 to 24. You're still going to have great shoulders. Um, you're going to have an outline of a, of a six pack. Um, you're going to see some definition in your legs. Um, as soon as you get 20 and just below, a lot of things are going to start to pop. Now the absolute best way to figure out your body fat calipers, um, or if you have a bio impedance, but expect a two to three, 3% swing depending on your hydration levels and how wonky that particular machine you're using is. Now for guys, once you get around 20%, there's not a whole lot of definition at all. Um, you'll have more likely, you won't have that lean waist appeal. Um, you're going to have a little bit of uh, extra tissue around the pecs and the triceps. But once you get down into the 10 to 15, you start seeing more of a V shape to produce itself. You start seeing the outline of your six pack, you're going to see a little bit, a little bit of outline in your legs. But then once you hit 10 to 12, that's where the big V starts coming in. The shoulders look broad. Uh, the back looks wide. Um, the hips start to cut in a little bit, a lot of definition in your calf and your legs. Now, when you get even further, um, ladies, you're looking at really competitive athletes at low, below 16 guys. Anytime you get around 9% and lower, you're super vascular. Um, Sleep is usually consistent as long as the um, food is consistent. But again, the trade-offs. Um, 
I'm typically, I have to be more of the social psycho um, just for me to maintain my level. And there's a lot of times that I have to say no to a lot of things. And it's typically not the lifestyle I want to live, but because I'm in the fitness profession, I would never ask somebody to do something I won't do myself. That's the number one reason I do it. But I wouldn't recommend people live my type of lifestyle. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit cray cray with the way that I will and won't eat things and when and how I train. Um, but once the discipline's there, once you get to that low body weight, it's easy to maintain as long as you just do the basics. Okay. Now for ladies, um, once you do get sub sub low, you're talking almost competitive level when you get around to 12 to 14%, um, you're going to start seeing metabolic changes change, um, the way things function. So menses will change, um, Obviously, you get a lot leaner. It takes a lot more discipline. Hormones are affected. And when I left out the best part, guys, you know, once you get that low and you've got so little body fat, sex drive is usually out the window. Um, anyone that consumes very, very little fat and they are at a very, very low fat um, body weight, um, so they're, they're lean, super, super lean, you usually don't have a whole lot of sex drive. So think about that the next time you're shooting for somebody's targets. Um, without modifications or very, very good rest, you're at high risk for a dead libido at that point too. So a lot of times people might not want that. Um, disordered eating, when you get really low and it becomes an obsession, disordered eating is very prevalent, um, especially in those populations that exercise way too much and they're way, way under eating most of the time. Um, you don't have a whole lot of friends uh, because nobody will, there's nobody to eat or drink with. <laughs> I've been talking about that a lot. Um, your life just in general is out of balance. So to get to where you might see that uh, super vascular, super ripped, super shredded guy or gal, they're not living a great lifestyle. Typically, um, there's too much trade-off. And if you're looking by chance at anyone that's on a stage setting, just remember that um, anytime you see someone in pose and they're on a stage, that is typically the worst condition to be in. They are They haven't eaten anything. Uh, they might carb up a little bit right before the event just to get vascular. They're completely dehydrated. Um, their eating is completely off. And at that point, it's the peak when somebody's on stage. The rebuilding process from there is crazy. It's not like they can just come off stage and go eat normal again. Um, they've done so much damage, depending on your trainer, that there's actually a reverse dieting model to bring somebody from the stage back into normal life. That's how much they've done. Otherwise, um, you can really screw the metabolism up. So there's a tiny bit of insight into um, pursuing a, a lean body mass, uh, pursuing images or imagery that is going to lead you to believe that you are a success or failure based on your ability to reach that level. And we covered a little bit of the ideal percentages of body fat. Guys, anywhere between 12 to 15 is pretty money. Um, it's easy to dip below that if your testosterone's on point. Ladies, anything around 20, you're going to look great. Um, 20 to 24 looks good. Anything under 20, you usually tip, tip, top shape under 20. Um, remember to consider your social settings versus your priorities as far as your body mass. And if you're doing your meal planning right, you should be able to, at most times, incorporate some of your social settings. It doesn't always have to be um, black and white. It doesn't always have to be yes or no. You do have to budget for it, though. And that's a whole other conversation as far as meal prep and planning. So I hope this has uh, been somewhat insightful. Um, relax a little bit. Any progress is progress. It doesn't matter if it takes two months or two years. As long as you're moving in that direction, you are fighting age, 
you're maintaining your youth, and then you're, it's the longer you're going to stay above ground. Just stay in the fight. It doesn't matter how long it takes. The only thing that matters is if you quit or you get to that mental low spot where you just don't think it's possible. And um, stay high, stay uplifted, and uh, just keep pushing through, guys. So I hope this is uh, hope this has been money. This hope this has been a good conversation, and uh, keep moving forward, guys. You guys are crushing it. Um, I hope you have a like I said a money day. I hope you're doing great in everything you do, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, all right, guys, stay true. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.